I greet you all in Jesus' name. In Uganda, we say Amen, and we say God is good all the time. God is good. Thank you. I would like you to turn with me in the book of Colossians chapter 4 from verse 2 to 6. My theme today is to focus to the lost in the world and pray for them. First and foremost, I want to go back. I want to go back somewhere because Paul is the writer of this book. And I want to go back into book of Acts chapter 2, how Paul became a believer. The Bible tells us Paul was a Pharisee. And during the time of Jesus Christ, Paul did not believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The first name Paul had, he was called Saul. Paul, during the time of Jesus Christ, Paul waited and was looking to what he expected from Jesus Christ was not what he saw. The Jews knew that when Jesus Christ came on earth, he will be the king. Paul waited for that and he did not see that happen. And so when people were preaching about the gospel and talking about salvation, Paul said, I think this is false. This is not the man I expected. Because what I expected from him is not what I've seen. And so Paul said, from this day onwards, agreeing with the leaders of their religion, they started to persecute the church. And the Bible tells us, Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter 8, the Bible tells us Paul killed Stephen. After he had done that, when you look at the word of God, the Bible says, Paul, in all the time when he was persecuted the church, he killed 2,000 believers. Is Paul worth forgiven? But we are going to see the goodness of the Lord. That even though Paul was doing this because he was unbeliever and he did not know the goodness of the Lord. He did not know what salvation is. And that is how the world where we live in. Sometimes when we see the goodness, what the religious people do, we say, maybe they are saved people because they are doing good works. But when you find here, you find that good works cannot take us to heaven. It is only through Jesus Christ, the Lord and the King, is the only way to heaven to the whole world. There is no any other way in this earth where we live, where man can go to heaven. The Bible say, Paul, because he was persecuting the Christian, the Bible say he took away going to Damascus because he wanted to arrest the believers who are in Damascus. But, the Bible say on his way to Damascus, the Bible say the lightning struck him and he fell down. And when fell, Paul fell down, Paul became a blind man. And he had a voice from heaven. And this was the voice. Why do you pursue me, Paul? 
And Paul asked, who are you? I pursued. He said, I'm Jesus Christ. But stand up and go to Judas's home. I will tell you what to do. And the Bible say, Jesus told Ananiah, who was there by then, the disciple of Jesus Christ. He said, go to Judas' house. <coughs> there is a man called Paul. And Ananiah said, oh, no, sir. I can't go there. I'm sorry, because this is the man who has been persecuting us. And you know what? He was on his way coming here to arrest us. And Jesus told Ananiah and said, please go, because he's my chosen one. I've chosen him to take the gospel to the Gentile. I want you just to look at this. The Son of God is focus. Is how the gospel should reach the lost. And from the time when Adam sinned in the garden, the focus of God is how a man should come back to himself. God had the same focus. Jesus Christ had the same focus. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, before Jesus' departure to heaven, he told his disciples, and he said, My disciples, I'm leaving. But go to Jerusalem, go to the upper room and wait. Do nothing until you receive the power. They were to wait until they received the power. Why were they to wait? Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, they could do nothing. We cannot preach the gospel without the power of the Holy Spirit. In verse 8, Jesus still talked to the disciples. And this is what he tells them. He said, when the Spirit of God come upon you, you will be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and far most part of the world. There is nowhere the Bible says, when the Spirit of God come upon you, you will be sitting on the pews and warm the chairs. The Bible says when it comes upon you, you will go out to witness to the people. This is your Jerusalem. But the Bible does not say we stop only in Jerusalem. The Bible says go to Judea. Go to Samaria and go to foremost part of the world. Thank you for sending your people to Uganda. Because of the gospel, there is no any other mean God has put there which a man can come back to him. It is only through the gospel of Jesus Christ that a man, God has said so that a man can come to God through the gospel to believe in Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord and have eternal life. There is no other way. Because God is representing the Trinity and Jesus is representing us and the Holy Spirit is making application into the life of the people. But he can't make the application into the life of the people because you must go and speak the word of God and when you speak the word of God, the Spirit of God will make application into the heart of the sinners and the sinners will repent and turn back to God.
That is the gospel. Paul's focus from the time when he received the responsibility, he took that responsibility in his hand. He understood the reason why Jesus has called him. Because he told him, you will take the gospel to the Gentile. Do you know your responsibility? That is the responsibility for every believer. We are called to take the gospel to the people. We are not called to sit in the pews. We are called to go to our neighborhood. We are called to go to our friends. We are called to go to those who have not heard about Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul talks about in Romans chapter 10. He said these words, 10, 14. He said, how will the people call the name of the person they don't believe in? And how will they believe in him if they have not heard? Heard from who? From you. Because Jesus is not sending those people to go and preach the gospel all over the world. Those who have not received the spirit of God. Because without the spirit of God, we are not believers. Are we? No. I thank God all of you have received the spirit of God. And now the Bible says we have to go. And you can go everywhere. Children are in school. Don't say, I have nowhere to go. We have to go. And that's what Paul is saying. And how can they believe unless the preacher is sent? Who is to send the preacher? Somebody needs to be sent. You know what? There are some people who want to go. But because they cannot manage Please, 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 send. We had a man in the Bible called Barnabas. You know why Jesus called Barnabas? Barnabas was a wealth man. And Jesus knew without Barnabas, the gospel will not continue. And Jesus said, Barnabas, come here. And Barnabas was the finance of the disciple of Jesus Christ, taking the gospel all over. Now, I'm going back. I was just I was just trying to tell who this man is. This is a man who persecuted the church. But now look, when we go to Colossians chapter 4, we are seeing that this man never forget the responsibility. Brother, never forget the responsibility. Even when you are doing your job, remember why I live on this earth is to go to my community to go to where I live and tell the people to turn back to God. There is no other means. A man can come back to God. And the Bible says, here is Paul. Paul is now in prison. He's put in prison because of preaching the gospel. Not of the wrong he has done, but because Paul was a preacher of the gospel. But I want you to just look who Paul is. He was a pastor of the church. But now, he believed in Jesus Christ whom he pastored. And Paul is saying, this is my responsibility. I'm now in prison. But Paul does not forget that evangelism must continue. 
What does Paul say? The Bible says Paul is in prison. Under house arrest. He's allowed to talk to his people. And as he's there, a man from the Colossian church comes to Paul. And he brings a message from the church. And he tells Paul the things which are going on in the church. And Paul says, I will write the letter to the church. But when Paul is writing this letter, I want you to understand that Paul is focused. How can the gospel reach the lost? And those people who are sent, how can this man be able to reach those people? Because when you read what the Bible says in verse 4 and 2 to 6, this is what Paul said. He said, believers in the Colossian church, he said, believers in Tombo. <laughs> and now <laughs> we are believers. <laughs> yeah. Believers in Colossian church. Devote yourself in prayer. Devote yourself in prayer. You know, my brothers and my sisters, why Paul speaks this? Have you ever got tired to pray to somebody or to someone? All of us sometimes we get very tired. After I've prayed for a long time and I don't see the answer, I say, oh, when will this come to pass? But I want you to know, when you are tired to pray for somebody or someone, the Bible says, we should persist in our prayer. Persist in praying. Because it is the expression of your faith that God answers prayers. Be persisting all the days to pray to God. That is in verse 2. Be persist to pray to God. Because it is the expression of our faith that our God is a God who answers our prayers. Don't kill your faith. Don't kill your faith because your prayer has taken long not to be answered. Why God take time to answer our prayer is because he wants to do a will in your life. No one knows what your life is. But sometimes God Slow down the prayer to answer because he wants to work his will in your life. And if a time comes when you are very tired and you can't pray, I want you to remember. Because when we know that our God is always present, you know some believers, sometimes they forget God is present all the time. Do you know why? Most of believers don't accept that the spirit of God in them is God. Did you know that? We know sometimes when we talk about the God in heaven, we say the God is very far. The God is not far. 
We know God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. But the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, He will dwell in your life all the days of your life. That means God is always in your life. And He hears whatever you say, whatever you do. There's nothing you do which God doesn't know. Even when you touch this, you say, Maybe I'm touching and mom is not saying, Who told you? Who is this one? God is seeing what you are doing. And there's nowhere can you hide it. So when you are tired to pray, I want you to remember that God is always present. And he's always listening. And he always answers our prayer. But when the prayer is not answered, I want you to understand as a born again Christian, the reason why Sometimes our prayers delay. Sometimes when we pray, God doesn't answer it quickly the way we want it to. God does not answer our prayers according to what we hope for. You know, sometimes when we, we pray, Father, give me this, give me this, give me this, we don't say, God, let your will be done. Now, the word will be done, it means, God, you know what best for me. But this is what the Bible is saying. God does not answer our prayers according to what we hope for. But he always answers our prayers for what he sees best for you. Sometimes we don't know what is best for us. We are, he's like a father. Fathers, are you here? Fathers, do you give your son whatever he asks? No! Sometimes when you come to your dad and you say, Dad, I want this, dad will say no. And the young man, you get angry. Why is dad saying no? He knows what is best for you. You may ask for something which is going to destroy your life. So God knows what is best for you. Sometimes when you come to dad and say, dad, give me this, dad just give you. Do you know why? He knows that will not destroy your life. Have it, my son. But sometimes dad say, wait. Wait. Why is he saying wait? It is not time for you to receive that. Not because he doesn't want to give you. He wants you to wait because he knows the time you need it. Children get angry with parents and say, Dad doesn't want me to have this. Why? Why doesn't he want me to have this? It is because he knows. He knows the time you need to have it. Jesus one time was giving a parable. In Luke 18, verse 1. He said there was a judge who feared no God. And there was a, a widow. You know, this widow had a pill and he had gone to the judge. And the judge keep on expounding the debts. But the Bible says the widow persisted. Every day he knocked at the door of the judge. Do you know what the judge said? The judge said, even if I don't fear God, 
This old lady is wearing me out. Every day knocks at my door. I'm being weared out of this widow. I will make sure his case is hard. And the Bible said, because of the widow was persisted. And that's why the Bible say, brethren, let us persist in prayer. In verse 3, Paul still, his love is the lost. Why? He looked at his people. He was a religious man. And Paul said, my brothers in Colossae, remember me. And he asked him, them to pray that God of heaven and earth may open the doors so that people may hear the word of God. Why is he saying that the doors, we pray that the doors may be open? Jesus said, go. I will be with you. He did not say go and save them. Our work is to go. And who is to open the doors? The owner of the harvest is alive and well. Before the foundation of this world, God knows those who will come to him. But Paul still say, how will they hear? We have to go. Brethren, we need to pray that the God may open many avenues. God may open the heart of people to hear the gospel. In the world where we live today. And Paul continues saying, as we pray, we need to look unto God. And that's why he tells the brothers, I want you to pray, and as you are praying, you need to watch. We don't pray when we are sleeping, we pray when we are watching. You know, sometimes we believers on earth today, sometimes we forget that the world will pass away. And now sometimes we forget that the king of kings will come one day. There are so many things Jesus has talked in the Bible. And he said, let us pray while we are watching to see what is coming. Let us look the day when our master is coming. Don't get tired. There are so many things we see. And when you look at them, please keep on watch every day. Pray when you are thanking God for what God has done. I'm telling you, God has done us a lot. You know, women, God has given us wives. Do you sometimes thank God for giving you a wife? You just take it for granted. Yes! You think I just went, come here, I love you, hey, you are my wife. Thank God for giving you that woman. Thank God for giving you children. Thank God for giving you life. Thank God for giving you the job where you are. Thank God for giving you whatever you have. You know, sometimes we take things for granted. I'm the one who have worked. But... You have worked, but where have you got life? How many of you owns your life? Nobody. 
You know, God can tell you, from this day onwards, you will never work. Do you know what? And he put you on bed. Never will you work. So we need to thank God for what God has done. Let we thank God for what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We need to thank God for justification. That we are declared righteous through Jesus Christ our Lord. Not because we have any righteous in us. But because of the work which Jesus did on the cross. I love that. That is not my works taking me to heaven. It is the work which Jesus has done on the cross which is taking me to heaven. And in him I'm declared a righteous man. And you are declared a righteous woman. Rejoice for that. That you are... Oh. Have you ever rejoiced for that? Have you ever thanked God for that? Jesus, thank you for what you did for me. These are all blessings from God. We are justified by faith. We are sanctified by faith. We will be glorified by faith. We will be with God forever. And we are declared righteous before God. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But now, for you, you don't want to go and tell other people to come to the Lord. So that they may also be declared righteous. You have the light, but you have put the light under the... You have covered it. We need to thank God for what he has done. Paul tells these brothers, be wise when you go to take the gospel to outside. Brethren, this is a challenge to the whole world today. We should know when we are taking the gospel to these people, who are they? We are not going to judge them. You know, when you read the Bible, God never judged anybody. Jesus never judged anybody. You know, the Pharisees taught people to come, you know, because they were judged. The Pharisees, they were just coming to church to judge the people. Even in time of prayer, they just come, me, I'm doing this. You know, I'm very good. That's why they used to come to church. They never come to church and say, God, how can I be a righteous woman or a righteous man? No. They came to church and say, God, you know I've done a lot for you. And God, you know I've been very good. I've been fasting many times. I'm not like this man here. But the Bible says, and this is Paul telling the brothers, let us be wise as we reach these people. We have to pray to God to open the doors. But we must be wise as we reach these people because these people are carnal people. You know, sometimes you may see somebody very good. But the truth remains. The goodness of this world, the goodness without Jesus, the good works without Jesus is nothing. Because God does not recognize us with the good works. Because whatever we do, we do for people to press us. But whatever we do when we're in Jesus Christ is recognized in the kingdom of God. Because we are not doing it for recognition of the world, but we are doing it because we are to please our God and we are his children. And so whatever you do in 
to Jesus, when you are in Jesus, at this moment when you are a believer, I want you to know it is recognized. Everything you did before you came to Christ, when you reach heaven, it is not written anywhere. Why? You did it for your own good. You did it for people to love for you. You did it for people to see you. One time I was reading a paper and there was a woman in Catholic church. They were saying, this woman has done, has cared for the widows, has cared for the poor, has cared for the orphans, and he has gone to heaven. I said, no. Because the good works without Christ Jesus cannot take us anywhere. But brother, I want you to listen. As we go outside there, remember the person you are going to meet. He has his religion. The person you are going to meet is Kano. The first thing you need to do, love that person. Share with them what you have. Don't argue with them. Because the Bible says, they are kind of people. He doesn't know what you are talking about. As you share with him the gospel, pray that the Spirit of God may make application in his life to open his eyes so that he may see that he needs the Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the only way he can see the Lord. And that's what Paul is trying to tell the brothers in Colossian church. And that's what I'm trying to say. Brothers in Tombo. We must know how we reach these people. Paul said pray that they, we may, it may be clear to them. I'm sorry to say this. Most of the gospel are not clear to the people. In the churches today, most of the churches, they don't talk, they don't preach holiness. Holiness has died. We preach comfortable. How can you live good? How can you be happy? We have many preachers come to our country. They say they have come to preach the gospel. What do they preach? Prosperity. They preach miracle. You know, they write on their pandit. Bring the sick, bring the blind, bring the lame. And the lame go back, not healed. And people say, what is wrong with these people? No one got better. It is not clear. We need to pray for the people taking the gospel so that we may make the gospel to be clear to the people. Let we show them that Jesus Christ is the only way and it is only through him they can have internal life. Without Jesus Christ, nobody can have internal life. That is the only way God, our Father in heaven, has put. He knows there are many ways on earth. But there is only one true way. There is, I believe there is only one true way. I know there are many, many ways. 
But when I read the Bible, I believe in my heart there is only one way to heaven. And it is through Jesus Christ. That is the only means God the King of Kings has put a way we can go. And how do they come? It is through preaching the gospel. Brothers, we need to reach the lost. And that's the reason why we are still on this earth. The responsibility of every believer is to evangelize. Why I say that? If there was not that, God would save us and take us home. Why should you live here doing what? Because the things of this world, who is going to carry anything with him? Nothing will I carry. Nothing. But there is why you are here. There is a reason why God has called in your community. That is the responsibility for every believer. We need to go and tell people to return back to God. And that's why Jesus talked in Matthew 28. He said, go all over the world and preach the gospel. Wherever believe. Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And teach them everything I've commanded you. Which one, which one is the first? Primary. The gospel. But you know, sometimes people dodge the gospel. You know what? <laughs> hey. We dodge to tell somebody. How many friends do you have? Many. Many times God has given us opportunity, which Paul talks about here. We have many friends. But when you talk with these friends, we can talk from morning to six, but we will never talk about Jesus. No. My brothers and my sisters, I want you to understand that God has called you in this community purposely to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost. And as other people are going, if you are not going, please pray for them as they go. Pray that God may open the doors. Pray that those who are going may have courage and strength. They may declaim the gospel with boldness and power. And the Bible says, as you go, let your con con conversion, as you converse to these people, let it be full of grace. Let our conversation be full of grace. Grace of God. Let everything which comes from our mouth glorify God. We are born again, Christian. It is the same tongue. We use for praising God. It is the same tongue we use to speak things which does not glorify. But the Bible is saying, as we go, let your conversation be full of grace. Let your conversation be full of salt. In the Old Testament, salt was used for salting the offering. 
Salt was used in time of Arabian people for making agreements. Because salt could preserve things for a long time. You are the salt of the earth. People are waiting to see what comes out of you. Let everything which comes out of our hearts, let everything which comes out of our mouth glorify God. Anything which does not glorify God, we should stop it because it does not glorify God. Many times we are very quick to speak, but we are very slow to hearing. And this has caused a lot of problems all over in churches. But James said, be quick to listen, but slow to speak. My brothers in Tombo, I'm here to tell you that the work has not stopped. Jesus Christ, he will come back. But as we are waiting for his return, let us do the job. Let us reach the lost. Let we call them to come. Let us behave well where we live. Because we are children of God. There's no way the people in the world can come to Jesus unless they see our love. Unless they see how we behave. Unless they see how we are dealing in our marriage, in our homes. Because they are looking unto that. If the world are living a wrong way in their family, that should not be in our family. We should not follow what the world does. We should follow what Jesus Christ wants us to be because we are the children of God. We are representative of Jesus Christ on earth. We are representative of God. People can know, not know what God wants them to be, but they will always see through you. May God bless you. Amen.